The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemont Williams, with co-host Jacob Greer. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here are your hosts, Lemont Williams and Jacob Greer. Sports America, welcome back to another week of Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Network. I'm Lemont Williams, and my co-host is... Jacob Greer. To join the show, the contact information is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email us at Sports at yahoo.com. Jacob, how's your week so far? Uh, so far, so good, Lamont. How's yours, man? Oh, man, it's, it's, it's having a blessed week, man, and being able to get out there and, and network for the show and, and, and meet some people, man. So, uh, and also have a lot to talk about in sports. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Today on the show, we'll talk a little baseball, talk Gary Sheffield, 500 uh, home run from last week, and also about uh, Jackie Robertson being honored. Uh, I will play my interview last week with the Hall of Fame basketball player Calvin Murphy. We'll go around the NFL. Recap this weekend and this week NBA playoffs. But first, Jacob, I want to talk briefly a little bit about the Isaiah Thomas taking the uh, F- FIU job last week. Kind of recap: Isaiah Thomas is new ba- new uh, basketball head coach at the Florida International University uh, after being fired from the New York Knicks last year. Uh, Jacob, a little bit. The reason why I really want to touch a little bit on this on this uh, this topic here. Um, Isaiah, did, in my opinion, did a great PR move last week. He learned about uh, the, the layoffs and the budget cuts within the university, so he released a statement saying that he was going to donate um, his first-year salary uh, back to the athletic department. I think with uh, Isaiah Thomas, uh, current off-the-court off issues, as well as uh, the bad blood in New York, I think he's off to a great start with FS, FIU uh, boosters and fan base. Well, Lamont, I'll tell you what, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on Isaiah giving up that first-year salary. Uh, I think it was more of a front in him coming into college. Uh, you know, Isaiah was with the New York Knicks, and, and he had some uh, problems with a young lady there working within the Knicks organization. And I thought this was a, a good choice for Isaiah to go down because there was no way another NBA uh, organization was going to give him a job. Uh, but with him stepping down and going into the uh, college ranks, you know, it, it wasn't a bad idea for him to do because he definitely loves the sport of basketball. 
uh, for him, you know, with him giving up that first year salary, Lamont, you know, he had just gotten a check from the New York Knicks for $12 million. What a great first impression you can make of giving up your first year salary. But you knew there was something behind it. And, you know, of course, you know, he wants to make a good impression. Well, a couple of minutes after he, you know, he was hired, there were so many people, you know, talking about how negative it was for F. IU to give Isaiah that uh, position. So, you know, yeah, in a way it was nice for him to get up the salary, but I, I strongly believe that there was a motive behind him giving that up. Uh, well, I think every, whatever decision is a motive. It all depends on which way it, it, direction they will go into. I think Isaiah knew the, the, his, his past history and he wanted to get up to a clean slate. And I think in this world, especially in the United States, everybody have an opportunity for a second for a second opportunity or for a second chance. And, yeah, he got $12 million from the New York Knicks. So I, 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 really think, I really think it was a great move. Now, his motives, we, we all don't know his motives. Maybe his PR rep or his agent said, hey, donate that money back. But at the end of the day, someone is keeping it or somebody is keeping their job over there at uh, FIU. Quick question, Jacob. Uh, we had mentioned earlier about the off-field issues with the sexual harassment and, and bad body of work over there at the, at the Knicks. Do you think that will affect his recruiting uh, this year with the uh, over at uh, FIU? Well, I don't know if it's going to affect his affect his recruiting. You have to understand, a lot of kids are going to look at you know Isaiah and say, okay, here's a guy who has been in the NBA who has coached in the NBA, who has been a GM in the NBA. So he pretty much knows everything that I need to do. If I'm a college player, I'm saying to myself, he knows everything that I need to go through in order for me to get to that next level. Now, will he be able to help me get to that level? Yeah, from a fundamental basketball standpoint, maybe. But from a connection standpoint, may have some suspect there. Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and re, uh, recap this weekend's NBA playoff as well as this week, starting with our beloved Houston Rockets versus the Blazers. Uh, Jake, I'm going to recap a little bit of game one. Uh, Rockets jumped out there, and game one was unstoppable. Yao Ming had a great game. Uh, Louis Scola and Ron Artest played outstanding. But the MVP, in my opinion, Jacob, of the first game was Aaron Brooks. Uh, he played very aggressive. He was fast. Beating uh, Steve Blake off the off off the um, at the point, and he showed some kind of toughness that I didn't see throughout the year, Jacob, uh, uh, when I followed the the Rockets in the regular season. But uh, so far in the playoffs, he showed uh, some toughness that I, I like about him. Well, you know, first game playing against Portland, you got to understand this is Portland's first time in a long time in being in the playoffs, and uh, so you know there was a little bit of. Uh, I guess the word would be nervousness uh, in terms of, you know, them entering their first game in, in an NBA playoff. Number, number two, the size of Houston I knew was going to create a problem for Portland. So, you know, Aaron Brooks, man, let me tell you something. I think the Rockets made a great move in sending uh, uh, Austin over to Orlando and allowing Aaron Brooks enough time in the regular season to develop into a true point guard. Lamont, that guy is going to be a superstar. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Once he gets, uh, gets comfortable in the starting role and uh, be a little bit more aggressive 
and not passive. I, I, I agree. I think he will be uh, at an all-star level. Uh, last night, game two, uh, for the most part, Jacob, it was a dog fight from the beginning to the end. Uh, I think the momentum changed a little bit when, for the Rockets when Matumbo went down with a sprain, uh, I think left knee, uh, kind of took the suck some energy out of the Rockets, but they were able to bounce back at the end, though uh, uh, missing a lot of free throws kind of hurt the Rockets when he came down to the wire. Well, you got two perspectives here. You got the Portland Trailblazers perspective in terms of this is a must win game for them. And uh, they came out, you know, the Rockets stayed with them, you know, through the first three quarters, but you knew Portland was eventually going, to, you know, to pick it up. From Houston's standpoint, hey, they had nothing to lose because they've already picked up game one uh, from the Portland Trailblazers. So, you know, you know, it was a it was a transition game from the beginning to the end, but at the end, I thought Portland was in a more desperate mode than the Rockets was, and I think that's why they prevailed in the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Lakers versus the Jazz, Utah Jazz, game one and game two was kind of similar, Jacob. Lakers jumped out there in the first half, piled up a lot of points. Uh, Kobe doing his thing, as always. Um I, I got the I got the Lakers winning this series in Game Six and moving on uh, to the next round. Okay, well, yeah, I agree with you a little bit on that. It's going to be either a Game Six or Game Seven. I think I think you're going to see a better Utah team now that they're going back, you know, to the to the uh, Salt Lake to the Delta Center. Uh, but you know, again, the Lakers have so much offense. I don't know if they're going to be able to – I don't know if Utah is going to be able to stay with them in a seven-game series, but I do see this series going about six or seven games. Yeah, Phil Jackson has a – I think he's like 41-0 when they win their first uh, first game of the series. So I, I don't see them folding and, and, and allowing Utah back into this series to win. Uh, Dallas versus San Antonio, game one and game two. Dallas won their first road victory in three years in game one. Jacob, uh, I really like this series. Uh, because it's going to come down to heart and desire, good old Lone Star showdown uh, between uh, these two rival teams. Uh, the Spurs kind of came back, though, one big the other night in game two um, against, against Dallas. But uh, what, let me ask you a question. What, what's your uh, opinion on Dan Pierre with that, making those uh, comments and threats, slash threats to Tony Parker about uh, game three in Dallas? Well, Lamont, you know what? It's called trash talking. And that's exactly what it is. I mean, Dallas, you know, they go into San Antonio and they win game one. They definitely sent a message to San Antonio that, you know what, this is not going to be one of those old series that we went through a couple of years ago. This is definitely going to go seven games. San Antonio picked up that second game, uh, you know, behind Tony Parker. But, Lamont, I'm telling you, this is going to be one of those drag-out fight-type series, and I'm looking for San Antonio to prevail in that series. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I really, 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 really was entertained by this series. Uh, good old, good old fight uh, down the middle. Uh, I think Dan Pierre really put his foot in his mouth, and he tried to do damage control by going back and retracting his statement. Well, and uh, it, you know it, what? Let me tell you this: there's no way Dan Pierre can stay with Tim Duncan, and that's who he's that's who he's guarding throughout the series. You know, you, you have to, if, if you can't beat a guy on the court, Lamont, you definitely have to do a little trash talking to hope to get into that guy's head. I don't see that happening. And I see San Antonio going into Dallas and winning at least one of these two games 
in Dallas to even the series back up. Yeah, I, I think what he was trying to do is motivate his team uh, from a player standpoint. Uh, now the league is looking into these threats, but they don't have a vocal leader on that team. Uh, it's not in uh, uh, Dirk Nowitzki uh, uh, character to kind of be a vocal leader. Uh, Josh Howard, he is what he is. Uh, and, and, and the Jet over there, uh, really, you know, those guys really are not vocal leaders. And I think Dan Perry wanted to take a stand because it, for the most part, a lot of their comments, and uh, uh, their vocal leader is their owner, which is uh, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban is getting, you know, from the last couple of years, he's been getting, receiving fines for or making statements against the ref and, and, and making statements against other players. But I really think that he, Dan Pierre, was kind of motiv- trying to motivate his guys heading into Dallas uh, uh, this week, back to Dallas well, this week. Well, with the veteran Jason Kidd, you would think as a point guard that he would be the leader. I can remember, you know, when, 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 you know, one of my friends, Avery Johnson, played with the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, he would actually point to players and tell them where to go and where they should be and how he needed them. Well, you don't get that from Jason Kidd. You're definitely not going to get it from Jason Terry, the Jet. And you're right. They just don't have a true leader on that team. I think they were lucky that, that, that Barrera came off the bench and provided offense for them in the first half, I mean the first game uh, with San Antonio. But in terms of a leader, I, I absolutely agree with you. It's almost like the Cowboys with Jerry Jones. You know, the, the Mavericks have their owner, and he's their vocal leader. Yeah, and you, speak, you spoke about uh, Jose Barrera. He came off the bench. It was kind of like a spark plug in game one uh, and game two. Uh, I think in game one he, he had a great performance in the in the fourth quarter. And I don't know if you noticed, Jacob, but Jose uh, Barrera is doing so well in the playoffs thus far. I, I, man, Jason Kidd's numbers is kind of uh, decreasing. And I noticed that uh, Barrera is standing out on the court a little bit longer. Do you really think that um, – Dallas is going into a different, different, different mode now that Burrell is stepping well, up. Well, I don't think I don't know if they're going into a different mode, but you know, J- Jason Kidd definitely have that huge contract, and uh, you know why not groom a guy, you know, like like Barrera? Actually, Barrera came in under that Avery Johnson, you know, no, no tenure when he was with Dallas, and I remember talking to Avery about him and how good of a player and a point guard that he was. And, you know, I don't know if this signifies the end of Jason Kidd in Dallas, but, you know, the guy coming off the bench, he's definitely sending a statement that, you know, he's ready to play and he, he's going to be a part of the future of the uh, Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, Barrera was kind of, Barrera was kind of, uh, he kind of got uh, Tony Park a little frustrated in the first game, but Tony ended up having a great game the second second game. And, and uh, what do you think about that matchup? you think overall Tony – with his experience in this play, uh, outlast uh, Barrera? Absolutely. You know, you're talking Tony Parker, you know, superstar. You know, over a seven-game period, I don't know if, you know, Barrera can sustain, you know, the type of defense that he's playing against Tony Parker. you got, you got to understand, there's two guys on San Antonio that's going to get theirs. That's Tony Parker and Tim Duncan. I mean, you may be able to hold them down one game, but in the seven-game series, those two guys are going to get their numbers. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's about after this short break, we'll go around the NFL as well. Play my interview from last week with Hall of Fame Calvin Murphy. Next on Outside the Huddle with host Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. 
is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Well, I was out with my girlfriends the other night. On my way back to my car, a guy jumped out from behind an SUV. Fortunately, I had my taser from spyunlimited.com. That was a close one. The tools you need to protect yourself are right here. Spyunlimited.com carries non-lethal self-defense weapons such as stun guns, pepper sprays, and tasers to help you defend and protect yourself and family when you need it most. You'll also find a large inventory of top-quality professional supplies for security and law enforcement agencies, home, child, and personal alarms, asset protection, hidden safes, spy gear, and other unique gifts and gadgets. Call us at 1-323-515-458. Nine or click on the spyunlimited.com banner on this internet channel. Internet channel. Internet channel. From the vantage point, Mafatu saw six war canoes drawn up on the beach. But what held the boys' eyes in awful trance were the figures, the eaters of men, cannibals. Mafatu watched the strange scene, powerless to move. In that very instant, he heard a crashing in the undergrowth. Four figures were tearing through the jungle. He turned and ran blindly down the trail, thinking only of its canoe. If only he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we... We cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Jacob, is that segment, my favorite segment, where we go around the NFL, kicking off this week. We're going to jump into it. We'll talk about John Madden retiring after 29 seasons in the booth. Uh, he started his career in, in broadcasting back in 79 with CBS. Uh, John Madden, in my opinion, Jacob, was very entertaining, very informative, and he was, he, he, he was one of those guys that, that whatever he said, people hung on every word. Uh, either you was a, a big fan of football or if you was a, a, a casual fan. And he pretty much just went out on top uh, with his last game calling in the Super Bowl in Tampa. 
Well, that's one of the things that I, you, you just said that I think he, he, he did was went out on top because I was always a John Madden fan and he actually did some things that, you know, he looked at football from a stand, from a fan's standpoint. And I don't think you, uh, I don't think you have too many people that, that do that in today's society. But, uh, man, he was definitely one of my favorite broadcasters and, uh, and I'm, you know, down to earth type guy. Definitely going to miss him. Yeah, he he came across to the fans, in my opinion, as a guy that would, would drink a beer with you as well as break down the X and O's of the game. And uh and uh, so a lot of a lot of fans kinda of bought into that his his brand of, of style and, and how he was uh able to embrace the fans as well as the game. Um but now that, you know, NBC came out and said that Chris Collinsworth is uh replacing him, do you think he'll be a great fit without Michaels up in the booth next year? Well, well, you know what? I, you know, I had a chance to listen to Chris, you know, uh, on HBO inside the uh, NFL. Uh, and, and, you know, I think he's a great guy. I, I remember him when he, you know, he was, you know, he was, you know, with Cincinnati. And, you know, I've always enjoyed his commentator as well. I don't know if he's going to be a John Madden type guy because, you know, John Madden would just do things to make you laugh with, you know, with his boom and ah and all that stuff. And uh, I don't know if Chris Collinworth, I mean, those are really big shoes to follow. And, uh, you know, but he's not a bad guy. I, you know, I, I would not have a problem listening to him as well. Yeah, Chris Collinsworth paid his dues thus far in the, in the NFL and also in the booth. So uh, it's likely so that he, he will be replacing John Madden. But uh, a lot of guys signed a contract this week. Uh, Marvin Jones Drew signed a contract extension. Four-year contract extension with uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Jacob, making him the third highest paid running back. I'm not a big guy on stats, but I'm since you know he signed a contract extension. I'm gonna give you a little stats from last year, Jacob. Uh, he gained 824 yards and had a uh, 12 One of the uh, one of the uh, better running backs in the NFL, second round guy out of UCLA. You know, had a lot of uh, all-purpose yards. Um, you know, 603 yards, all-purpose yards in the last three seasons, 40 touchdowns. But you know, he's not going to have he's not going to have Fred Taylor behind him. So he's going to get a lot of the uh, work for Jacksonville. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't know, uh, you know, how he's going to perform. You know, a, a lot of times when guys get contracts, you know, the following year after they get that contract, they really don't have, you know, the type of year that management is expecting them to have. I'm hoping he can do that because, you know what, he's not going to have that Fred Taylor behind him. And that's something that he's always had, you know, uh, you know behind him. Yeah, 
I'm really, really excited to see how he's going to step up now that he's in the leading role as a starting running back. But I think all in all, he uh, with the team behind him, I think he'll do well. Uh, last week, Jacob Anquan Bolden came out demanding trade, demanding a trade. I'm sorry. Uh, and the front office kind of, in my opinion, was surprising. He was back and they listening to all uh, other teams. Uh, the issue on Anquan, he signed a, he signed a six-year deal back in '05 with two years remaining on this on this deal. But uh, uh, Anquan got my my due diligence. He got a little upset about the Larry Fitzgerald deal. this about Antoine Bowden. You know, the fact, I understand the Arizona Cardinals have a chance to get a really, really good player in exchange for Antoine. But I know a lot of the players in the locker room are hoping that the Arizona Cardinals will bring him back because what it does, it allows single coverage on Fitzgerald on the other side. And, you know, if you let that guy go, then there's a possibility that teams are going to start double-teaming Fitzgerald and the offense is not going to be, you know, open in terms of, of, of allowing the Cardinals to do uh, what they want to do. But I'll tell you what, right now, let's just take a quick break and we'll be back in a second. You're listening to Inside the Huddle with Lamont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports life can be full of risks one thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance if you're self-employed or an individual and you need affordable health insurance you need to make this free call right now and see how the mega life and health insurance company can help you get it we specialize in helping the self-employed and individuals just like you who need affordable health insurance to get it so call us right now 888-459-4825 888 Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you're self-employed or an individual and you need affordable health insurance, call us now and see how we can help you. 888-459-4825. 888-459-4825. 888-459-4825. Home office, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Not available in all states. Benefits may vary by state. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. We apologize. We was having a little technical difficulties, but now we're back up and running. Uh, Jacob, we left off talking about Anquan Bolden demanding a trade. Uh, I went ahead and said that I, 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 don't, I don't mind players, active or, well, not former players, but active players kind of speaking out about the business side of about sports. But let, let's, let's roll into uh, the Michael Strahan comment uh, last week. Strahan stated that Bolden needs to be quiet. Uh, he, he went on record saying complaining about it in the press really doesn't help. And first thing that came to my mind, Jacob, was like, man, look who's talking. About two years ago, Strahan, uh, if I can remember, set out of training camp over uh, more money, demanding more money and, and personal issues. I think he went through a divorce that year. Uh, one thing that I learned with my little brief time uh, associating with these or professional athletes is that they, uh, you know, you pretty much – Active or former player pretty much don't speak on any other player's contract situation because it's going to come a time where you are in that situation as far as negotiating your contract and you want to be able to attack it from a business standpoint and not really have guys put their personal feelings in it. Well, Lamont, I'll tell you what. You know, my mom always told me, Jacob, you have to always learn this. Only you knows what's best for you. So the comments that are coming from, you know, Michael Strahan, you know, if I was Antoine, I, I probably wouldn't even pay attention to what he's saying because, you know, only Antoine knows the what he's valued at and uh, what he's worth. And, uh, you know, it's his responsibility as a person to, you know, do what's best for Antoine. Uh, and, you know, for those comments to come from Michael, you're right. You know, a couple of years ago, you know, he was going through a lot of issues with the New York Giants and, you know, the media, the media was all over it. Uh, so you know, so for him to to make those statements, you know, I, you know, I kind of like just you know blew it off and said, okay, well, here's another guy who wants his name or his face in the media right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Anquan took it with a grain of salt, but for the most part, it just guys got to know their history. And when I say guys, Michael Strahan, you know, he just you know two years ago he, he's just in the league. Now he's in the in the media in the sports media. He's working for Fox. So it's easy for him to criticize and make comments. But I just think, you know, when somebody stick a mic in the, or camera in your face, you don't always have to make a comment on every question that's presented to you. Jacob, uh, we, you know, just roll into some stuff because we had cut our, our first our other segment a little short. Uh, I want to talk about Michael Vick shopping to his reality series uh, when he gets out of prison. Good move, my opinion, uh, when he, he starts his road back to redemption. Uh, Vick kind of turning a negative situation to a positive will allow America to see that he changed for one and two witness his role back to the NFL. Well, you know what, Lamont, when I first heard about the reality show, I said bad moves. You know, I thought about Bobby Brown and Whitney and some of the other reality shows where, you know, after the show was over with, you know, the star was pretty much in the tank. And, you know, I was hoping that someone, you know, would approach Vic and say, you know what, this may not be a good move for you. Guy just coming out of prison, man, you want to keep old, you know, you want to stay low-key. 
And, uh, you know, I'm glad that, you know, to see that that has been canceled because I think if, you know, he can stay out of the media and stay out of some of the other uh, uh, limelight issues, I think he, he'll have a better return or a better chance of, of returning to the uh, NFL. Yeah, but this situation is a little bit unique and different, in my opinion. Uh, Vic, everybody knows if he's, if he's, uh, uh, if he's changed or, or you know, he's he, – he kind of uh, repent for what the things he has done. Oh, but it, you know, only way they can find out is, is with through you know the world we live in. There, everything is a reality show. So I thought that would be a great way for them to kind of see what was going on behind the scenes. But the Yahoo Sports came out last week, Jacob, with a report stating the top ten uh, worst athletes that lost millions of dollars. We're going to talk briefly about this. Uh, of course, Mike Tyson being number one on the list. But uh, this report, when I had a chance to review this report, Jacob, man, it, it was sad for two reasons. Uh, one, blacks outnumber whites seven to three on the on the report, and I'm not trying to make everything a racial thing, but it just comes to show you that you know uh, we're not at the point as far as African Americans are, are, are managing our money. And two, uh, a lot of these former players really didn't take advantage of their platform that was available to them at the time, and I think. Uh, uh, a report came out uh, last week that Aaron, or this week, I'm sorry, that Aaron Car, Aaron Carey, the uh, prospect out of out of uh, Wake Forest, has invited a leukemia survivor to uh, New York to join with him in the draft process this weekend. And see that see right there, Jacob, this football player gets it. In my opinion, uh, he's using this platform to help someone else that's uh, not as fortunate as him. Well, Lamont, you know what? Let me tell you something. Yeah, you know, that list, uh, you know, and you're right. A lot of guys really don't have the, the, the right people around them to help them to understand how to utilize the platform that they're on and to utilize the money that they're making to make them, you know, an even better person. And, uh, you know, for Aaron to do this, I, I think somebody is around him you know, because, you know, the media is going to eat this up on NFL draft day. There are going to be so many companies coming after him, you know, trying to get him to do some type of deal in terms of a TV commercial. I mean, so the guy is smart. I mean, and, and apparently he has smart people around him, you know, to have him invite this, you know, a person who's sick uh, uh, to come to the NFL draft and, 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 and share this with him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really think uh... – Referencing back to the to the list, it's a sad case, but we, it's an ongoing process for players with, with millions of dollars. But with Aaron and Carey, great move, uh, and I wish him luck this year, uh, much success uh, in the draft this weekend as well as his rookie season. Jacob, uh, this past week, uh, playoffs kicked off this past weekend, and and I, I tapped in my resources and I called up a few friends, and the number one guy I contact was uh, my main man Calvin Murphy, Hall of Fame basketball player. I want to uh, go ahead and roll, if possible, go ahead and roll this 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 interview from last week. Um, this is Lemont Williams, host of Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Network, and today I have uh, the greatest of all time, Hall of Fame basketball player Calvin Murphy here today. How you doing today, Calvin? Good. Everything's going well. Okay, Calvin. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. NBA playoffs start this weekend. Uh, What's your take on the Houston Rockets versus the Portland Trailblazers? 
Well, unfortunately for the Rockets, the playoffs started one game earlier than the rest of the league did uh, based on the importance of the game that they played against Dallas in Dallas where they, uh, unfortunately, I keep using that, that, that adjective, uh, allowed the game to get away, which cost them uh, number one, second seed, number two, home court advantage, number three, exposed a lot of their weaknesses, uh, and number four, uh, left some doubt in their minds on <laughs> how good they really are. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was kind of surprised as well how, how they kind of just rolled over against the, the Mavericks a couple of days ago. But uh, what's your most intrigued series other than the Rockets and, and, and the Portland Trailblazers? But what's your most intrigued series this, uh, this playoffs? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, when you start talking about matchups this year, you got more teams that uh, are even evenly matched than in, in the past. Uh, you look at San Antonio, of course, with their playoff experience, but yet they're a little they're a little beat up, and they're a little older, so that brings them down a, a, a notch. You look at uh, the Hornets, who had a great start, but you know, petered off towards the end that uh, still has enough talent to surprise some people. Uh, I'm very surprised that Phoenix didn't get in, yeah. uh, obviously, with, uh, with Shaquille O'Neal and, and, uh, and that crew. Uh, the Lakers themselves, of course, is, you know, all championship will go through them uh, this year. Utah, uh, Utah, the only ones they can beat are the Rockets. <laughs> so, so, but they, you know, they're they're a, a team that finesses uh, a lot of people into mistakes, and if you are allowed to make those mistakes against them, they can come up and beat you also. So when you start looking at it, 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 it series, of course, Denver is going to try to outscore you and uh, beat you up and down the floor. So anyone that the Lakers match up against is going to have to be at the top of their game. And so I'm looking in the West for for the Lakers, of course, to prevail, but to be to be challenged. Uh, in the East, well, everybody thinks it's all Cleveland. I, I still think Atlanta can be the the the, uh, the sleeper over there. Boston, of course, with KG out now, uh, people have written him off. I don't believe that. You know, when you start when you talk about Paul Pierce and and uh, Ray Allen still there, and you know, Big Baby and and uh, Romo and some of them uh, that uh, Rondo, Romo, Rondo uh, that can get, that can fire the ball. Uh, you know, they're still to be reckoned with. Uh, but anybody that Cleveland plays is going to be the the series of the East. Uh, I like to see Cleveland get knocked off. They're they're all they're all full of themselves right now, and, <laughs> and uh, you know uh, already predicting bringing home a championship. So it's going to be interesting. I'm talking with Calvin Murphy, Hall of Fame basketball player. Calvin, uh, let's, let's let's move into um, on my show. I talk a little bit about the transitional period uh, now that I'm a former football player, NFL football player, I try to inform and educate the, the listeners out there about the transitional period mm-hmm. uh, because uh, it will be that time when it will be time for you to walk off the court or walk off the field. Uh, can you tell the listeners a little bit about your transitional period from the NBA into business or things of that nature? Well, it, it was relatively easy for me. Uh, I walked out of a contract. Okay. I still had a year left, uh, but it was time. You know, you know, you got to know when to say when. I was fortunate that Charlie Thomas at the time allowed me to walk out of my contract and still pay me all my money. Uh, <laughs> he he told me that uh, if he ever needed me, I'd have to come back and give him that year, which it wasn't two days later. He called me back to go into his community relations department. That's how I got back with the Rockets and spent 38 years with them. Most players are not ready mm-hmm. mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, most players are not ready financially. Oh, yeah. uh, even though they make great money, 
they can't account for it when it's time to uh, uh, hang it up. They, uh, most players today, unfortunately, uh, find themselves living uh, from check to check, regardless of how much money they're making. So emotionally and, and financially, uh, it's tough for a lot of players that I've come in contact with, that I work with in the summer times. Uh, they come out and they're looking to go either to Europe or to hang around. They don't officially retire. They're trying to get a 10-day here or pick up there, that type of a situation. The Players Association spent a great deal of time and money with, with their transition program, the transition from the college ranks into the pros, getting them ready for their new life. And then they also spend a lot of time with the Ex-Players Association trying to help them to get acclimated to not being, quote, the star any longer. Yeah. You know, you got to understand something, and you've been there. Uh, most of us live in Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, that, that hedges from around us and that bubble opens up, and bam, the, the real world hits us in the face, and it's a shell shock. Yeah. And, and a lot of our athletes just don't cope well. Yeah, you're right. It took me a while to get adjusted here in Houston, mm-hmm. uh, coming from D.C. But, uh, Cap, I want to appreciate the time. I know uh, you're getting ready for your show that starts today at 5, but I want to appreciate the time. It's always a pleasure to visit with you and uh, a little inspiration. You've been inspiring me since your show kicked off here with ESPN here. So uh, okay. I want to thank you and your co-host, David Taper, and, and, and wish you much success this year on well, your I, show. I, I appreciate that. Uh, the Lord blessed me. I walked into a, a situation where they called me and asked me, I want a show. And they said, you want a sports show? I said, no, I'll take a talk show. <laughs> and uh, so so I appreciate that, yeah. and uh, uh, thank you for those kind words. All right, I appreciate that. Thank you, Calvin. Yeah, Jacob, man, that was a great interview. Called up my man Calvin Murph, the greatest of all time. Greatest of all times. <laughs> Show me some love, man. But uh, we got we got about three minutes before we wrap up this this third segment. So let's talk briefly about Kevin Garnett missing the entire postseason. Uh, kind of recap: Kevin Garnett uh, has an ongoing injury, knee injury, uh, and it came out late last week, early this week, that he will miss the entire postseason. Jacob, I really don't think Boston will make it to the finals and repeat. They lost the inspiration. Uh, inspira- uh, inspiring leader as well as their defensive leader uh, on and off the court. Yeah, you're right, Lamont. Uh, you know, Kevin Garnett, definitely the spark plug in that engine over in uh, Boston. But, you know, they also took another blow, you know, the other night when they lost Derek Lowe, who's a low post player, uh, you know, one of the guys who played in the NBA Finals last year behind Kevin Garnett. So they lost him to a knee as well. You know, yeah, they picked up Stephon Marbury from the Knicks, but, you know, he has to, you know, he... <laughs> I just don't think they're going to get past Chicago. I mean, they lucked up and won on a last-second shot last night with Ray Allen, but now they go to Chicago for two, and there's a possibility that Chicago could take a 3-1 lead, you know, going back to Boston. So that's going to be a tough series for Boston. Yeah, Stephon Marbury, in my opinion, is a wash, waste of money. Let's go ahead and uh, I can't, we can't wrap up the playoffs without talking about my boy King James. Cleveland Cavaliers, man, uh, it's really nothing really to talk about. They just, you know, looking very unstoppable. Um, they got their eye on the prize. Uh, they focus right now. Uh, but I'm gonna just throw something out there to you, uh, uh, Jacob. Is that uh, I think LeBron man is about 85 to 90 percent uh, complete. I think he got another 10 percent to work on this game. Uh, I think when he is, when he mixed that perimeter game with the post game. Man, you need to watch out. This kid will, will change the way basketball was played. Well, Lamont, let me tell you something, man. I don't know what you're looking at, 
But, I, hey, man, I think LeBron James is complete. I mean, he was totally dominant uh, uh, in the in you know in in the Cavaliers' last two games, and you know it's pretty obvious, and I agree with Kevin Murphy that you know the you know the Cavaliers revolve around LeBron James. Now I don't know how far LeBron is going to take them because you know if a team decides to let LeBron get his points and shut down everybody else, hey, I don't know how far the Cavaliers can go. Cavaliers are a defensive team. LeBron is their only offense. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's, he's definitely a tough guy to guard and defend. But, uh, man, he, he has the Cavaliers on his back. Yeah, I just think he's very dominant. He has a lot of confidence right now. But uh, we'll, take a, uh, we'll be right back after a short break. Uh, we'll talk about a little Major League Baseball. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lee Montwell, the co-host. Jacob Greer. On the Voice America Sports Network. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports what's it like what's it like it's lonely it's really lonely i miss my brother i miss my brother i'm surrounded by other people but it's not the same i've got other people around me but it's not the same it's pretty scary, but I don't let it it's rattle pretty me. It's scary around here, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to I'm get me. I'm always wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. The Sports Mavericks show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouye and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice 
Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Jacob, it's our last segment before we wrap up the show. I want to talk briefly a little bit about uh, Major League Baseball. Um, Gary Sheffield hit his 500 career home run last week, Jacob, making him the 25th player in history to join the 500 club. Um, I really think this kind of propelled him into uh, Cooperstown, which is the Hall of Fame. Uh, even though he has a little negative body, uh, body of work in his history, I think his stats don't lie. Yeah, Lamont. You know what, man? He's one of the great players to play, uh, you know, Major League Baseball. Always been one of my favorite players, uh, to play. But you, I mean, you're absolutely right. It propelled him into a Hall of Fame, uh, status. And, uh, you know, I know he's been with a lot of different teams, and he was able to do it, you know, with a lot of, you know, a lot of different teams and, and getting to that 500 mark. Uh, but man, definitely one of, uh, one of baseball, uh, 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 good hitters. I mean, I'm not going to say great, but good hitters. And, uh, he, he deserves to be there. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he normally steps up in big games. Yeah, he doesn't have a, a great history with teams. He kind of travels. A lot throughout the league, but he's solid and he and he steps up when he needs to step up. But you know, Lamont, not a big guy like you know a Frank Thomas type guy who can just you know pound the ball out of out of the park. You know, you know when we were at the Super Bowl in Tampa, we had a chance to uh, interact with him, and you know he he's not that big of a player. So to 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 hit 500 home runs, man, that that speaks volumes. Yeah, and he also has you know he he's linked to a little bit of that steroids deal, Balco and all that stuff. But uh, I was hoping you wouldn't say that, but okay. Okay. Oh, come on, man. You know, I had to throw that out there. So it can be a little bit uh, an asterisk on some of those home runs. But anyway, he, he still shows up, and he's still a solid player. So uh, he's headed to Cooperstown. Uh, Jacob, last week, about this year, every time, I mean, about this time of year, each year, the Major League Baseball honors Jackie Robertson. Uh, Jackie Robertson, uh, history of Jackie Robertson for the listeners out there. He was the first African American to break the color barrier in 1947. Uh, Jacob Jackie Robinson, what, what really, I mean, there's no words out there you really can say about this guy. He was a trailblazer, icon of his time, and he changed American history. Well, Lamont, you know what? You know, he, he was at, you know, he was the first step and a, and, a, and a lot of steps in terms of, you know, breaking the uh, color barrier for Major League Baseball. Had a chance to sit down and listen to his wife talk about, you know, his legacy. And, and she can remember when he first started out and, and, you know, there were fans, you know, behind her who would shout, you know, you know, racial marks in, in terms of, you know, his, 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 his nationality. And, uh, you know, she talked about how she would stay 
stand up and try or sit tall so he wouldn't see, you know, all of that stuff. So, you know, that was nice to hear that, you know, you know, the wife had, you know, her husband's back. But it was also nice to see his, his, his daughter, you know, throw out the first pitch, you know, at the New York Mets uh, uh, baseball game. And, you know, it was just a really, really good segment that they did on him. And, you know, every year we celebrate, you know, that this time of year. And, you know, it, it's just a reminder of, you know, how far we've come. But, you know, we still got a long way to go. Yeah, Jackie, man, I love Jackie Robinson. Even though I'm a football guy, Jackie Robinson, you know, done a lot for our culture, and that's why I pretty much, besides Ronnie Lott, that's the reason, real reason why I kind of wore number 42 through my playing days. Uh, but, Jake, I'm going to ask you a question, man. You being a former baseball player, uh, what does the Jackie Robinson mean, Jackie Robinson Day mean to you now that you're a father of two boys? Well, you know, <laughs> I'm a big baseball guy, and, and, and my 12-year-old son, he hates baseball. I, I don't know what happened along the way. Uh, I, I guess he picked up some of his mom's, you know, DNA. Or, but, but uh, you know, it, it just shows, you know, that, that there there have been changes in baseball, and, uh, you know, it, it's good to see that. But, you know, Lamont, baseball has moved out into the, into the suburbs now, and uh, we don't have that many inner-city kids playing baseball and I, I I just wish that you know Major League Baseball would you know find a way where we can bring baseball back into the inner city where most you know of of of, of our colored children are and uh, get most of those kids or African African American children and get most of those kids back into back into baseball. Yeah, it was a report that came out last week. I don't know if it was perfect timing or what, but the league, Major League Baseball, released a, a stat saying that uh, the African American uh, culture and, and has increased uh, far as from players. So, I mean, it's funny that you say that uh, they need to go back to the urban, um, urban communities and, and embrace and enhance uh, the little leagues there. But I think the last couple of years, uh, the Major League Baseball kind of focused on uh, foreign players. A lot of guys from uh, uh, the Caribbean area, uh, as well as uh, uh, over in Japan. But um, I think I think the league is, is is doing well. When I say league, Major League Baseball is doing well as far as uh, reaching out to the African American uh, players and guys like uh, Jackie Robertson and, and Hank Aaron. Are pretty much, uh, especially Hank Aaron, is pretty much uh, icons uh, for the league. But Lamont, you know what? Does it go to a point where basketball and football is doing a better marketing job than baseball? Because you know today's kids they love basketball and football. So I mean, are we saying that you know Major League Baseball needs to do a better job of marketing to African American kids? Well, I, I, I think they're improving, but football and basketball is a more flashy sport, um, especially with basketball. You know, you see a guy like Allen Iverson. Uh, I grew up in my hometown. I mean, uh, in Virginia, Allen Iverson, you know, basketball players, uh, the league, NBA kind of market individuals instead of instead of team. So a lot of a lot of young uh, uh, young youth out there want to be embraced at an early age. And your boy plays. Uh, your twelve year old son plays AAU basketball, and so far with the exposure of playing basketball. He's able to be recognized uh, uh, throughout Houston, right? But, but you know, again, 
you know, I, he's around baseball with, because he lives in the suburbs. But you know, I, I I just wish that he could be involved in baseball, and and I don't think that they do enough in terms of marketing that. Yeah, it, it'll get to a point where they they, they market to the uh, to the urban league or the urban youth league. I'm sorry, but Jacob, man, got to wrap up the show. I want to thank you all for listening to Outside the Huddle with Lee Mont Williams and co-host. Jacob Greer. Have a blessed week and remember sports plus business equals wealth. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.